Bring that ass to the smoke pit. Hey. Here we go. So we're kind of doing a, a, a bit of a holiday episode. A little bit. Yeah, we don't know what holiday we're celebrating, though. I don't know. Just another fucking reason to drink, right? <laughs> I like it. Yeah, I feel like when you start getting older, you just start looking for reasons like, oh, well, fucking so-and-so paid off his car. Party! Exactly, you know? Yeah. <laughs> my neighbor stopped hitting his wife for 10 minutes. Party! <laughs> Party! Yeah. That's more specific to my situation, <laughs> but I'm drunk nonetheless. Yeah, and uh, drinking when you're older is a lot different than uh, when you're younger. It's like, oh, no, it's 17. Uh, I mean, 21. I, uh, <laughs> I used to take shots of Everclear, follow it with 151, Woof. then follow it with Natty Light, and then we'd fist fight. <laughs> now that I'm 30, it's like th- fucking two beers, three beers, I might yeah. die. Now it's just called Thanksgiving. <laughs> <laughs> so we have uh, a guest with us this episode. We like bringing guests on, just so that way, um, like we were saying last episode, we get broader uh, perspectives mm-hmm. on um, you know what's happening in the military. So would you introduce yourself? Um, my name is Melissa Matisse. Uh, I'm a Marine Corps veteran. I was in for 10 years, and I am well into the civilian ranks. So. <laughs> of the better service. Yeah. yeah, she has completely transitioned. You don't drink the Kool-Aid anymore? No, I actually don't even know any of the acronyms. I did a full data dump. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's amazing, because yeah. I feel like after the first year, you're still legally required to yeah. scream yut whenever you see a Marine Corps bumper sticker. Exactly, and you have a CFT in your backyard. Yeah, seriously. And speaking of which, you know, I got a fucking <laughs> oh, bone to oh, pick with. Our shitty producer has all these fucking military stickers on his vehicle, but then he drives like an asshole. <laughs> he almost ran me over. Yeah. And so if you have fucking Marine Corps moto stickers in your vehicle, don't drive like an asshole. Or just don't drive like an asshole, period. Yeah. Yeah, that's Especially... If you have military stickers. Well, he makes himself a target, and he runs people over. <laughs> <laughs> so do you have any moto stickers on, uh, on on your vehicle? No, I don't. Do no you wear any, stickers. like, Marine Corps um, like gear, T-shirts, anything like that? Occasionally. Actually, I wore the old green sweats yesterday and the, uh, a USMC sweatshirt when I went out to run some errands. So. Ooh, nice. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, uh, I still wear my old tan uh, coyote beanie because it has my name tape on the back. You know, for my first deployment, because people kept stealing my goddamn beanie. They're comfy. Yeah, and yeah, then I sewed a name tape on, which could easily be cut off. Yeah. And it lasted five deployments. <laughs> like, nobody fucking stole that shit for, like, 12 years. Yeah. And so I just had to, I went to the PX and just bought a new one, like, every and, and turned it into Sif so I could keep mine, you know? That's and fair. So I was wearing that on time. Sometimes they're comfy, you know? <laughs> Sometimes they are. Yeah, I, li- I like those beanies. I still have them. But, I, but I'm the guy who steals them from people, so I have a plethora of beanies. <laughs> yeah, Mike's the one thief in, exactly. the, in the military. Yeah. Everybody else yeah. trying to get their shit back. That's right. Yeah, and I actually take that back. I do have Iraqi Freedom Veteran plates, which Ooh, isn't a sticker, oh, wow. but I have the plates, well, have so the plates. fully committed. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so what part of Iraq were you in? Um, I was in Altacottam. TQ. Mm, yeah, back in 04, so. Woo! Before they got the Burger King and stuff, so. Yeah, it was, it was hard. It was cool. Yeah, yeah. Man, I'm a fucking boot, man. I, I did my first deployment in 05. Mm. I didn't get to TQ till 07. Yeah, what was it like? Um, it, it was interesting, because uh, my first deployment was kind of like cowboys and Indians, like anybody out past curfew, you could shoot them. Mm-hmm. And then the second deployment was more like, uh, more like being like a cop on a beat, because we were standing up a new uh, Iraqi police station in the area. And so we had like 200 uh, trained, paid Iraqi police officers that would come out and do patrols with us. And, you know, they'd send a fire team or a squad out. Yep. And most of it was just like we get intel and we go out and do like nighttime raids. And it was really fucking goofy because we do like two four-man fire teams and then we would do bounding overwatch. Because it pisses me off when people call that a, gar- a fucking uh, satellite patrol because it's not what a satellite patrol is. You know? I mean, okay, yeah, fair enough. It's, yeah. I guess it's not, but yeah. yeah a satellite patrol is one, one big fucking yeah, yeah. Yeah, base unit with yeah. smaller units satelliting around it, like a, a fucking, or moons a satellite of the Earth. 
Yeah, but we were doing oh. Bounty Overwatch, and so it was a lot different than like you know two battalions online fucking clearing five cities and shit. Right. And it was more like being like a, a detective. You'd have to uh, talk to locals, and they'd be like, "Oh yeah, this guy's full of shit," and you'd have to weigh like, "All right, is he actually like?" You know, a bad guy, or did they just have some fucking tribal feud, and they want you to go fuck him up? You know, right, that yeah. happened. Uh, absolutely, yeah. Yeah, so I didn't, I didn't get there to 07, but it was, um, it was, it was fun because like the army would come through and they'd fucking like accidentally set their own vehicles on fire. I would say, yeah, I a random story about the army real quick. We did a joint <laughs> convoy one time, and not only did their two of their vics run out of gas. This is a thousand percent true story. Two of their yeah. vics ran out of gas halfway through the convoy, but then the only. Uh, attack we got it blew up their their fucking water bowl <laughs> we lost all the water all the water because we're sitting there waiting for people to come refuel the army's fucking vehicles wow they yeah, probably Mike, thought it. E.P. Mike <laughs> shit together yeah you know you have all this uh, experience and like so you know we, we live in a military town uh, do you ever find that like when you go out on a date with somebody and he's military like he doesn't like think that you might be military as well like does that, how do you find dating in a military town Dating has its own challenges regardless of where you are, but... Yeah, because men um, are shit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. yeah and, uh, well. <laughs> Vagina. Yeah. No, no, no. Fuck that. If you just got triggered, you know, go back and look at all the memes that you fucking like today. Like, hose be like this, or like, yeah. when you raw dog this, or hit and quit at that. Like, fuck you, okay? Like, we are shit. Men are shit. I don't know why you're yelling at me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm yelling at the three people listening. <laughs> So no, whenever uh, I I do go out and um you know they're like yeah I'm a I don't know insert whatever here mm-hmm. um like I can teach you how to shoot I'm like oh really oh <laughs> wow wow thank you for your service yeah, tell absolutely. me more oh yeah tell yeah. me more you know uh, Mr fucking water fucking purification specialist exactly you know? specialist <laughs> yeah like yeah every marine's a rifleman you know like oh really dude like yeah. is that why you get the pizza box on your uniform what with the rifle slung on their back. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so I, I think like the um, the biggest challenge of dating in a military town is that, uh, as we've established earlier, men are shit, and so every girl has either been cheated on or had a friend cheated on by a service member or like um, an SF guy or something, you know. Yeah. And so yeah, every girl is like, oh yeah, fucking uh, my ex ranger boyfriend. And I'm like, as soon as you said ranger, I'm like, all right, I know you got cheated on like thirty seven times. Exactly. Like yeah. too easy, right? That's just the ones you know about. <laughs> the ones that you know about. And yeah, so I find that that's kind of the biggest problem because like they only uh, they only care about it like on like Veterans Day or whatever. Like a girl that fucking left you on red would be like, oh, happy Veterans Day. I'm like, really? Right. Yeah, exactly. Like, you didn't want to t- you didn't go on a second date or whatever, but now it's like, oh, happy Veterans Day. Yeah, it's a really transient area as well. So one of the first things I always ask is, uh, how long have you been here and how long will you be here? Yeah. So when you say transient, that makes me think like hobos. And there are a lot of hobos. There are, yeah. Especially in the summertime. Like, they're always asking for money on the corners. Yeah. And, <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, yeah. And it's just like the military. I haven't met so many friends. They meet the love of their life, uh, but they PCS in two months or, or they deploy. Yeah. You know, like, that's another question you need to ask. Like, you know, are you deploying anytime soon? That really fucks up relationships. Like, yeah, Friday. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, how was your Tuesday? <laughs> yeah, so instead of the usual three days before we smash, we're going to have to speed up this timeline. Exactly, like, yeah. Yeah, and so let's get married before you before we go. Oh, yeah, totally so. good well, idea. benefits, yeah, I get it. <laughs> and how many uh, how many proposals have you gotten? <laughs> oh, gosh. Um, I'm no I'm no math whiz, but I can't really count that high, so. No. Is that, is it, Since you I've can't get that high because yeah. you're a Marine or because... <laughs> Uh, wait what um, no. <laughs> no yeah i've been proposed to at, like at least four or five times and I, I feel like on the sixth time i'm gonna get you yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you'll say yes eventually eventually i'll wear you down difficult dating in the military 
because you know your reputation precedes you, and then you know people who are just trying to date you because of your status, you know, right. like whether it be rank or job or whatever the case is. There's mm-hmm. there's people out there that they want to you know they you know they want to bang a ranger or they right. you know they only they're like oh yeah well my uh, boyfriend or my husband's an officer and mm-hmm. so you know or my girlfriend is a, a this or whatever and they like tie their status to their their partners yeah yeah like that t-shirt that like you know respect our rank my, yeah, my husband's yeah. the second lieutenant Woof. <laughs> i feel like that had to be a gag you know no, i mean i'd wear it but <laughs> it's real yeah it's very real it's i will so say real. if if i could play devil's advocate to this it's like somebody being in the military and actively trying to date like while you're operational like yeah. it's it is tough it's not excusable to be a douchebag that's fair but i mean take that as you will everybody watching but um <laughs> it's it is tough and it's added stress on top of your already stressful job so it's not like nobody's ever in the wrong unless you outright cheat or outright lie or whatever then you're just mm-hmm. a scumbag as a human being but i feel like if you're traveling all the time or you're never around or even your travels make you a little antisocial, which, like me, my anxiety comes from the military. So, yeah, I um, get that. And like to the cheating aspect, like you know, everybody likes to you know be like, oh fuck that guy or girl. Like you know, you cheated while you're deployed. And I'll play devil's advocate for this. Mm-hmm. And if um, for those of you listening, feel free to send us your thoughts on this and how you feel. <laughs> you always do. Yeah, you always do, anyways. <laughs> <laughs> Why not make it important? Yeah. And make actually relevant no versus yeah. like, oh, you guys are gonna follow me back? Like, okay, fuck you, <laughs> random dude. Like, yeah, we saw that. Yeah, we saw that. All right, you know, you Nerd. can send us a meme or like a specific line exactly. that you like from the show. Like, just follow me back as your opening fucking salvo. <laughs> and so, from speaking from personal experience, you know, you you get married young, and then you know you're deployed or you're training all the time, and like that shit's hard. You know, being yeah. on the other side of it, like, if, if you've ever been a guy who's dated a girl in the military, it fucking sucks when you can't hear from your partner. Yeah. Like, we got to give dependents a little bit more credit than we do. I can agree with that. Not, not saying that they should be, like, entitled, like some of them are, but for the majority of dependents, they're, you know, single moms or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it sucks being on this end of it. And, you know, if you're, if you're a dude and you're always fucking deployed and you're always fucking training, and then, you know, your significant other starts to get lonely, like... And then you don't fucking put any effort into it. Like, right. if I'm deployed and I'm, like, dating somebody, like, I'm going to, like, take fucking 20 bucks out of my beer fund and get flowers scheduled. for Right, like, yeah, something. Like, if I'm going to be on an op for a month and I know I'm not going to be able to talk to her or get flowers sent halfway. So it's, like, something, you know? Because yeah. effort is so important. These guys are just like, oh, well, they stand on the righteousness of just serving their country should, you know, cancel out the other person's want, needs, hopes, yeah. dreams, and sure. aspirations. They give up everything to move to some shitty fucking 29 Palms. <laughs> Jacksonville. Fort Benning, you <laughs> yeah. know, Fort Bliss fucking piece of shit area and then you know they're completely unsatisfied and a lot of military people are selfish yeah and that they think that their career is the only thing that matters because they're serving like okay dude first of all calm your tits yeah yeah right i think if you weren't there to fucking not fix the humvee i needed two weeks ago (laughs) i think the military would survive you don't know that yeah and then like their wife had like a fucking great job somewhere you know that they went to school for or whatever and then other people just shit out kids so what do you think about that with the monogamy aspect or lack of or with Ooh, let's go there Ooh, yeah that's spicy <laughs> yeah well when it comes to i guess it doesn't really it's not military specific but mm-hmm. uh i don't think as animals um if humans being a part of the animal kingdom um we're not naturally monogamous creatures that's and there's right. very few animals that are uh so I think that it's a, a matter of respect and love. It's like, hey, I love you and respect you. Here's my gift of monogamy. So uh, it is yeah, easier. Yeah, there's a lot for... of girls who want all this. Yeah, you know what I mean, <laughs> there's a lot of girls out there beating down the doors. Exactly. So if I yeah. choose to give myself to somebody, like that's a fucking gift. It's right. a gift. You know what You're I mean? welcome. 
Yeah, the only other animals that mate for pleasures are dolphins, and yeah. fucking female dolphins will bang every dude in the fucking pod so Disgusting. they don't kill the, the kid. Disgusting. You know? And so you're absolutely right. Like, if you if you choose to, like, give somebody a gift, but I feel it has to be reciprocated. Like, you outline your expectations in the beginning, like, hey, look, I'm going to be deployed a lot, and so this is what I need from you. Like, if I come home from the field, don't fucking bitch about something stupid the moment I walk in the door. Yeah. Like, at least give me a blowjob first, or wait till the next morning. <laughs> like, is it that fucking urgent? You know what I mean? Like, me forgetting to take out the trash before I went to the field, is that that fucking urgent? Yeah, and unfortunately, military people, whether you're deploying or come back in the field, any lapse of time that you're together, when you get back together, automatically the first thing you do as human beings, butt heads, who had it worst? And yeah. nobody wins that argument. Oh, that's such a good point. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah, so, I know. <laughs> <laughs> everything I say, everything is, I say is great, yeah. And so when you, uh, did you experience that where, like, uh, civilian guys that you dated try to, like, compare what they were going through to... Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it was uh, it's kind of um, who has the proverbial bigger dick. Um, it's like, no, um, I'm going to win every time. So, yeah. Just yeah. Massive <laughs> huge. Huge. Long, my, yeah. my, my lady dick, I'll slap you across the face with That's it. That's right. Yeah, my so. fucking lady dick's a 240. <laughs> like, what you got? Yeah, and so I, I get that. And then from, you know, the, the military aspect, actually reaching out to your partner and being like, hey, look, I know I'm not here to you know, give you the things that you need. Like, what can I do in the meantime? Like, uh, I remember I, I sent flowers to my ex's mom for Mother's Day. Mm-hmm. Like, I had scheduled it before I deployed. And so, like, I got a letter, like, you know, three or four weeks later saying it was the sweetest fucking thing. And I'm like, yeah, I know, because I'm badass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so, you know, guys don't think about that. They think that whatever they're doing is, is more important. It's just consideration, you know? Right. Like, what would you want if you were on the other side of it? Mm-hmm. So uh, if you had any advice for um, for guys that are dating female service members, what would you say? Um, yeah, just be a normal fucking person. And like you guys have mentioned it before about, uh, you know, confidence. Just like be who you are. Be an individual. So. Now, um, but what if who you are is a shitty person and you join the military to not be a shitty person? What do you give to those people? Um, yeah, the military is going to change you. If you are inherently shitty, you will continue to be shitty. So true. Yeah. Right, good answer. <laughs> <laughs> Next question. Yeah, knock that down. <laughs> yeah, and so we... Um, it, it's kind of it's kind of weird because you have different things that like rank get involved and you know you you meet people who are different ranks and then you hit it off and uh, so you already have to deal with that struggle. So like uh, I, have, I have a friend who I'm, I I won't call out specifically, uh, but you know he uh, he was dating a girl that was much higher ranking than him and it's just like he always had to like keep it on the low and he felt like inferior because yeah, like, like she would kind of like talk down to him you know. And be like, no, 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 like, if we're dating, like, I'm not fucking PFC or, you know, Schmuckatelli or whatever. Right. Like, I'm I'm Dan before I'm on my rank, you know? That's true. Like, if I come home and I don't take out my military stress on you, like, don't take your military stress out on me. That's fair, yeah. And that, I mean, that goes both ways. Like, you get home from the field and your wife's been dealing with kids and all this stuff, sexually deprived for the mm-hmm. nation's freedom. That's right, yeah. <laughs> and the first thing you do is come home and fucking take it out on her because your boot got a DUI. Right. That's not fair. Yeah. And so... Now that I think that we've <laughs> thoroughly vetted that. It's a little, a little too deep. <laughs> Not for this show. Yeah, it kind of. Uh, and, and I think it uh, has to do the way that you interact with people. Mm-hmm. And um, I think uh, on our first episodes, we alluded to a story that actually never got told. So I'm going to call you out on this. Which one? Uh, you remember the story about how you got in trouble for your bedside manner? Oh, right. Well, so, yeah, that's fair. All right. Yeah, so <laughs> being able to, <laughs> the way you interact with people is very important. So I feel like it was not my fault, but whatever. Yeah. I'll, I'll let the audience decide. Um, so we were doing a convoy to, to Fob Payne, uh, it's like 2013, 
and it was like a nine-hour trip, so it's super long. And uh, about four hours in, we hit an IED. Not surprising, because it's Helm Province and everything sucks. And, yeah, four uh, hours. I mean, like, where were they asleep that day? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, it took them a minute. Ahmed, you it, forgot to. <laughs> it was absolutely the B team. Yeah. And so it was about two picks behind us, and it rolled the like the twelve by M rifle, one of the big up armor motherfuckers. Yeah, the fucking ones that weigh like what, exactly like thirty, forty thousand pounds. I don't know, but I mean, EP Mike, I've never been in one, so that's an inside joke. But <laughs> quick, quick side story. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so. Um, co-host Mike, he, he's actually kind of a badass. I, um, I, I can't say a lot, but he, um, yeah, he's, 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 he's got some streak of fucking cred. I appreciate and, that. And uh, EP Mike was just like, that, that he was just in the Navy, and like, that he had never really experienced anything or right. whatever. And like he went through you know school of infantry like I did. He's yeah. FMF and, like, and some other stuff. And so he's like, oh, yeah, like these things called MRAPs. Have you ever been in one? Yeah, he talked to me like I was a child on a fucking school trip. Like, this is an MRAP. He, like, showed me a picture. I'm like, Jesus Christ. Anyway, that's why he sucks. Back to the story. So we had an ID. It's a couple of weeks back. And um, we hear of the intercom, like, halt convoy. And then we're waiting for, you know, the radio to come up and make sure everybody's okay. And then finally, like, through the muffled radio, you hear, like, oh, this is Corporal so-and-so. We had an ID. All three members alive. We just need, like, extracts. So it was me in the very back next to the doors. We had our corpsman, and then we had a chaplain, and then we had a gunner. He was The doc was like, hey, RP, take me over there. You're my security. I'm like, roger that. So All right, I let's do it. There. Yeah, so yeah. I'm, I'm doing my Medal of Honor run, like, please open <laughs> up on me, please, for the love of God. And uh, so I'm running over there, and so I set my one-man security, and uh, they're climbing out through the turret one at a time. And, like, I mean, this vehicle's pretty fucked up. And so in the back of my mind, I'm kind of like, okay, I might see my friends fucked up, so I'm kind of like, all right. Trying to so get I'm, mentally prepared. Exactly. So yeah. I'm fucking, I'm taking my knee, I'm pointing into the desert, fucking scanning nothing. And uh, <laughs> first guy climbs out, dusts off, he's fine. Second guy climbs out, a little more hesitant, but still fine. And we have one more to go. And he's the one talking. So I'm like, everybody's fucking a lot. This is yeah. a fucking miracle. So he climbs out, he dusts off, and he's his back's to us. And he's like, I'm good, I'm good. And then Doc's like, all right, turn around. And he turns around. And the impact from the blast forced his eye to poke out of his head. It's oh. so like protrude like super far, like look like Whoa. he like sat on a cactus. So like, <laughs> it was just the one fucking eye too, which made it so much more weird. Yeah. And the one eye was popping, bulging out of his head. And so obviously me and my doc were just both like, holy fuck, which you're not supposed to do apparently. And he goes, he's like, he's like, what, what, what is it? And Doc's like, hey, no, no, look at me. He's like, you, you have a headache? And he starts doing mason stuff. And he gets back to being a professional. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it took a second. So we fucking, uh, we get him back. And then like a couple days later, when we come back to uh, Leatherneck, we see him at the BAS and he's fine. They literally just pushed his eye back in, which apparently is modern military medicine. They yeah. just, they just tie yeah, <laughs> pushed it right back in. Heal pump strike. Exactly. And so. Then the uh, the doc the doctor pulled us aside and he's like, hey, were you guys the ones who responded? And we're like, yeah. And he's like, all right, come here for a second. He's like, you guys did a really good job. He's like, RPA, appreciate you helping. And he's like, but um, just for the record, he's like, your bedside manner was trash. And I was like, what? <laughs> he's, like, he's like, you really scared that marine. And I was like, well, I don't care. His eye was falling out of his head. I was terrified. Like, fuck we you. should be alarmed. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a normal human being. <laughs> so that was, I got accosted for my bedside manner in a fucking valley in Afghanistan. Yeah. yeah. And uh, for those of you who just heard that, um, indeed, um, co-host Mike did just fart. Oh, come on. <laughs> I hate you so much. It's, it was clearly Melissa. But it was the chair. I'm a lady. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and so I get that, and you know, and it's kind of like when whenever you have a guy hit by an ID or something, you know, the the first person that they see, yeah, and we're all dickheads, we can laugh about it, you yeah, know, yeah, like, that's true, oh, yeah. fucking upload up, yep. and so they're just mortified, you yeah, know? of course, yeah, and so like the first person they see, they're they're really looking for like affirmation and like the whole. Uh, how much of their the, their mental attitude and like whether they survive or not really depends on the first person they see because you don't know how fucked up you are Very much when so. you first get hit. And you know the the, the times that I've met some boombalos, <laughs> you know I've, I've gotten fucking rocked and put on my ass. Uh, you I know the first person time. who runs up to me, you know it's 
most guys who get blown up have a, a very specific question that they need to ask, mm-hmm. and usually it's, is my dick still there? Yeah, where's my dick in the balls? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Is my dick still there? I, was, I remember I was telling you a joke earlier, like, I literally, when we ran over the toe popper, I li- it literally woke me up from my fucking nap, like, it did nothing. The first thing I did was <laughs> grab my crotch, I was like, is my penis alive? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's a very it's, real concern. Yeah, it is, and, like, so, like, a lot of people don't realize this, but um, in... 2010, I think. Uh, so the numbers were like 70 service members lost their uh, their genitals yeah. from IEDs that yep. were victim initiated. Mm-hmm. So the British, um, who took a, a third of all their casualties in the city of Sangin, where I was, and in, in Helmand Province, yep. where, where Mike was, mm-hmm. and uh, they were they were guys just being mutilated. So they yep. started uh, inventing these Kevlar diapers that you had to wear. And you think fucking swamp ass is bad enough? No shit. In the yeah. middle of fucking Afghanistan in the summer in the fucking wadis, you mm-hmm. know. Now you have to wear a Kevlar diaper. Yeah, I refuse to wear mine. You can't. It was, too, it was so uncomfortable. I, I don't. I didn't want to wear. And it. I see. I feel the opposite about that because yeah. I would have literally worn nothing else but a helmet and a Kevlar diaper I and boots. It. I hated that. Diaper. Like I'd have been fucking buck naked <laughs> with you know like one mag in my fucking rifle and That's like right. one on the buttstock, <laughs> you know, because of the squad so I didn't shoot a lot, you know, <laughs> and my radio on my back and uh-huh. like just completely like a silky's hike, you know, like. Donnie O'Malley, mm. nothing but Silky's boots, diaper. Nothing but Silky's and big dick energy. Yeah, yeah seriously. <laughs> uh, did you guys when uh, when you when you were in Iraq? Did you guys um, have the new generation Humvees yet, or were you on the old ones? Um, you know, I was on the uh, on the flight line because I was an avionics technician, so I didn't ah. really see a whole lot of Humvees. Okay. Oh, okay. So, so what, how do you think technology has progressed since when you know you were a boot to like how things they do that uh, that job field now? Like, what has been the biggest leap in technology? Um, well, I was on Huey's and Cobras. That's what I worked on. And so now they nice. they went to the Yankees and the Zulus. Mm-hmm. So I never got the opportunity to work on those, but that's just like all avionics now. So it's just a bunch of TV screens and uh, a lot of technology, a lot of, wow. a lot of space age shit. So. Yeah, because I, I, I tell you, it, it's pretty fucking righteous when you're out on patrol and, like, some asshole takes a pop shot and you're like, I'm yeah. too lazy to buddy rush over For there. Real, yeah. like, there could be IEDs, all kind of yeah. shit, and you're just like, all right, you request fire mission over. <laughs> and the fucking Cobra comes flying and just screaming, <laughs> spends, like, 30000 taxpayer dollars to take out a guy I could have easily killed with, like, three shots, you know? like Why waste your time? Yeah, why, why, why my energy? And I, like, I'm fucking miserable. Exactly. Is, yeah. you know, I've been laid months. <laughs> like, they need that action, that. too. Exactly. Yeah, and exactly. I mean, that's true. It's not fair. If I slayed all the bodies, then there would be no bodies for anybody else to slay. <laughs> so humble. So you got to share, you know? Yeah, that's right. And, like, the like people used to tell me, like, you can't be point man every time. That's you know, like, no matter how, and especially like that, yeah. as you become, like, a leader and you get promoted, you, you get further away from the action. Mm-hmm. And it's fucking frustrating. Because yep. all you want to do is stack fucking bodies and... <laughs> You can't do that, and it's like you have to let your boots stack bodies, yep. so they can get their war stories you and their experience. Children eat. Yeah. yeah, and it's shitty because like you know your first deployment is is one thing, and then as you start getting further away, people start expecting more from you, yeah, yeah. and asking you questions you don't have the answer to. Exactly, yeah. Lance Corporal, why is this company so fucked up? I'm like, you got me, bud. Once <laughs> you figure it out, let That's me know. Show business, baby. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Melissa, would you? What would you say was? the uh, the most difficult thing to like not physically but like mentally cope with while you were deployed well i feel like it's all very relative like you said like nobody's uh experience is the same but i mean it was really hard taking those water bottle showers <laughs> yeah. So. oh yeah that's a good point <laughs> but good thing yeah. i had you know good friends so like there's that visual oh, yeah i'm sure there are plenty yeah. of guys there to help yeah, you exactly. well, yeah. i'm thinking of my yeah. girlfriend <laughs> like well my, my, <laughs> exactly. fellow, my the fellow females in like the tent yeah, i shared like, with, like, tights, like mm, yeah, <laughs> yeah time for a shower you haven't had one in 12 hours <laughs> yeah gross um, <laughs> um but no i mean it was uh i was there over the holidays so that was uh 
you know. That's rough. Yeah, that's yeah. Rough. yeah. And I, I think that is probably the biggest difference that I've noticed uh, between like male and female Marines is like we'll make gay jokes all day. You know what I mean? Like, oh yeah, Mike, let me lick your ass. Yeah, but then like female so. Marines don't really make gay jokes. No. You know? No, we do. Well, not, really? I've seen, oh. I, oh, I was like, oh. <laughs> we just tried to crackle with the lesbian. You're like, hey, <laughs> yeah. You should be like, yeah, let me get some of that scissor. Like, <laughs> mm. <laughs> the plumbing works, ladies. There the plumbing hey. works, ladies. Yeah. Uh, and so I, I feel for me the, um, the most difficult thing to, to deal with mentally was being responsible for other people. Because inherently we're all shitbags at one point in time or another, mm-hmm. and you know you feel your eyes start to close on posts. You know you're like, oh, I'm, I'm too, you know, I'm tired to clean my weapon, or you know, um, time time to get up and time to get dressed and go relieve somebody on shift. Yep. And you know you're just like, oh, well, if I just you know relax a little bit longer, then nobody's gonna care if I'm 30 seconds late or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And then you have to realize like you know people's entire life experiences are completely dependent on whether you do your job or not. Yeah, absolutely. And so for me, having like the weight and the gravity of other people being uh, affected by my actions. Mm-hmm. Was what I what was the most stressful thing for me to deal with mentally? Yeah, that's that's a fair point. I would say like a big thing for me was like especially being an RP. My job is like to empathize at least on the lowest level. You empathize? Would you shut the fuck up? Let <laughs> <laughs> me tell my goddamn stories. <laughs> um, see, empathize. I uh, no, I I'd always wanted like I didn't have to be another MOS. I didn't have to be anything other than what I was and what the government pays me to do. But I wanted to at least be on their level so that they needed me to be that. I could always do that. And so I, there'd be times I would be on foot patrols, I mean, without a chaplain or anything, and just like, just because I could, and the guys trusted me. And so that really started weighing on me when, like, the guys would take casualties on their team and, like, do all this stuff, and I, I wanted to be there, but I, there's nothing more I can do. Like, dead is dead, and there's nothing more I could do, and that shit weighed on me a lot. Yeah, I get that. And also, it's, it's kind of, like, difficult mentally when you're doing your job and you hear about the plights of other people. Exactly. Like, because I'm sure, like, when you're in, like, TQ, like, you heard, like, you know, this happened here, or these guys did this, or you see the you know the medevac birds come in and out, and like you you see people that are too far away. Uh, I was in Afghanistan, and I was on um, on an outlook post, and probably about five or six hundred meters uh, away in the city, there was a patrol going through, and they were going through an alleyway that I didn't have eyes on. Mm-hmm. But I'm just sitting there, you know, watching the patrol, like not much else to do. Then you know, I still remember this day, like there was a shock wave, and then you know the shock wave hits, and you hear the boom, and the cloud goes up instantly. Yep. And I was, uh, it was four Marines were on this little outpost. We had like three or four Afghan soldiers with us on, on the edge of the Sangin Wadi. And then, um, you know, the, as soon as the dust uh, settles a little bit, then, you know, I hear a voice come over. And I, I still remember the guy, like I knew who the guy was just by the sound of his voice. And just hearing like the desperation in his voice saying like, you know, um, you know, we, we have casualties and like mm-hmm. you're sitting there and you're on your edge. And like, my guys are like, come on, we got to go. We got to help. And I had to be the one to like throttle back and be yeah. like, look, we're only four people. Like, we don't even have a fucking Valen here. If we yep. hit an IED, we're just going to make the situation worse. Yep. Like, there's an entire squad there. The squad leader's good. The team leaders are good. Your Marines are good. Trust them. Let them do their jobs. And they're, like, to the point of, like, tears and frustration. Oh, because yeah. they start reading the zap number. And, you know, like, the, the first name comes over. And they're like, all right, who's in that squad that has that name? It starts with a, this letter, you know? And people start figuring out because only one person in the squad has this name. And, you know, and it's, so it's either one of two for the other name. And we lost two Marines. And... I remember like how helpless I felt. Yeah. Because we, you know, we were so close. Like we could have maybe went and helped provide security. Like we could have, you know, done whatever. But like I had to be the the responsible adult to tell my boots like no, like there's nothing we could possibly do to help the situation. Yeah. Like all we will do is make the situation worse. Mm-hmm. And so I just have to like sit there and wait, and for you know QRF and um, you know the medevac to come in. It's just feeling helpless. Mm-hmm. Absolutely fucking helpless. And then that sense of guilt once you leave because like. 
you know what the other people are in store for. Yeah, for sure. Like when people show up, whether whether it's combat related or it's just like you know you're at a at a fob and like living conditions are hard and you know rocket mortar attacks and all that stuff. Because you have people who weren't dis- designed to fucking leave the wire whatsoever. They'll still get killed by a mortar strike. You know. Yeah. Like it's a very real fucking threat. Yeah, I mean the the place is kinetic no matter where you are. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just like you, know, you look at like the casualties and stuff and like there's a fair amount of people who are just on the way to the fucking MWR. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Bam! Yep. Fucking rocket or a mortar takes them out. It's a real fucking threat, you know? Mm-hmm. And, like, feeling guilty when you get back home. Just like, man, I should be there. Like, I should be helping. Oh, that was huge, yeah. Yeah. It's like, I'm sure you guys, can, everybody here can empathize. Like, when you come back from your first real deployment and, like, you're in an airport or something, people are just, like, going about their day. And, like, do you not know there's a war going on? You know what yeah. I mean? That feeling is, like, so deep and resonates so well with me. Like Yeah, like, I got cut off and flipped the bird. Yeah, yeah. Uh, on the highway like I did something wrong right, right, and yeah. I was just like I literally just got back from my second appointment yeah. and like I you know I, I didn't even do anything wrong but like people don't give a shit you know nope. like I was in Camp Lejeune too yeah exactly <laughs> oh my god <laughs> and so Melissa what would, you, what would you say was the, the hardest thing for you to deal with once you got back from your deployment um, it was very surreal um, like you said it was just the the transition um, of coming back and uh, just being amongst the living I guess yeah, just yeah. like normal people yeah. um, going about their normal lives and it's like okay I just got back from this place that was like essentially Groundhog Day mm-hmm. like every day was pretty much the same um, and as you mentioned earlier about you know doing your job day in and day out and uh, if you didn't do it right it really impacted a lot of lives yep. so you know I was an avionics tech and I had somebody say, like, you know, some of those maintainers are actually pretty smart. I'm like, well, no fucking shit. <laughs> because if you're dumb, <laughs> if you're dumb, people die. Yeah. So, yeah, you got to kind of know what you're doing. And, uh, you know, even though I, I never left the base, I, uh, but we would get attacked quite a bit. I was there yeah. in uh, Takata in 04. Yeah, and, super kinetic. Yeah, you know, like, yeah, 04, 04, 05, absolutely. Yeah. You know, like, that's... We'd have mortars coming in, and um, I'd be running out towards the flight line to get the aircraft off the ground. Yeah. And, um, you know, we'd have less than 15 minutes to get the aircraft off the ground for, you know, uh, medevacs or casualty evacuations or oh, things yeah. like that. Or, you know, to go shoot that guy that you didn't feel like getting. So, <laughs> you know. Damn it, damn. Um, yeah. You know, whatever it was. But, um, yeah, it was uh, it was really interesting, you know, coming back. And it's like, okay, um, I'm not running into something, not like it's which is totally counterintuitive. Yeah. Like you're just back, you're like, okay, I'm just here in uh, Camp Pendleton, just living, living my right. life. And I think that um, that really speaks volume to what we talked about on the last show, like seeing things from other people's military experience. Mm-hmm. Like you know, like you're out there and, and like as you're getting attacked, you're still trying to get this bird off the ground, and you know you have some fucking poor asshole like me. It's like, come on, like where the fuck's this bird? You know. Yeah. And, you know, like, Mike over there, like, being rude to casualties. And <laughs> just the one. Just the one. He's, he's, fine. Yeah, he's fine. fine. He's fine yeah. now. Um, yeah, so, and, you know, you, you, you have us on the other end of it. And, I, and I've been a long proponent of this. Like, you know, we've had air dominance for so long. And, like, it, like when you're out there and your fucking buddy's bleeding out, and you're like, where the fuck is this bird? Like, yes, every right. moment is an eternity. Yep. So, like, you know... You know, all respect to you know those uh, those maintainers and, and mm-hmm. people in avionics that got shit working because like you have the Cobra out there and he gets the bad guy in his sight and he pulls the trigger and it's just like audible click, yep. nothing happens. Mm-hmm. Like that makes my life a lot fucking harder. <laughs> <laughs> Granted, that was all the tax at like a small city in like fucking Vermont. Yeah, yeah. You know, like they, now they're gonna have to pay for that missile, all the speeding tickets that the state paid to government. You know, and all that. <sighs> uh, yeah, and so, but either way, it's just it. it you have no idea what somebody else is going through and yeah. people are so quick to shit on other people's surface. And, of course, yeah. Yeah. And, but I mean, I, I think that there also has to be a balance because like, you know, 
every, everybody gets teased, you know? It, of course, yeah, of course. Yeah, it, to, like, true equality is everybody gets teased the same, you know I what agree. I mean? I agree. And I think that sometimes, like, I, I throttle back a little bit on, like, female memes and stuff just because there are guys who will take that shit too far. They will, yeah, absolutely. Uh, Make it their screensaver, yeah. Yeah, because yeah. uh, I got uh, my buddy who runs uh, Decelerate Your Life uh, sent me a screenshot of people, like, uh, talking shit about me on, like, a post that he made. Like, oh, yeah, I got fucking blocked from Pop Smoke. And they're like, oh, well, how'd you get blocked from Pop Fairy Dust or whatever? And it was just like, oh, well, I only corrected him on a certain thing. And, like, he had been blocked from several pages. And, like, I asked other people, like, you know this guy? And they're like, oh, yeah, that guy's a dickhead. Like, he was sending me, like, racist shit. Oh, wow. Okay, And, like, I only block people. Like, that's across a real fuck. If you look at the memes that I fucking post and, like, how dark my humor is, (laughs) it's across a fucking line to get blocked by me. And everybody sees that from their own their own way. Like, well, I only did this, or like I am the oh, victim yeah. in this, and you know, everybody's a hero in their own story. Of course. And so being able to like see from the other perspective, like if I post a picture of like a, a, a close friend of mine, I'm like, oh hey, like you know, good job to her for graduating this course. And people are like fucking poke. Right, of course. Like yeah. you're di- like you're 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 being mean to my friend. Like why wouldn't I block yeah, exactly, you? Exactly. Yeah. And like, oh well, you get fucking sensitive. Like no 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 no. The thing that happens in the military a lot is people be like, oh you fucking poke, your fucking entire service is shit. And I'm like, wow really? And like oh don't get butthurt and triggered. It was just a joke. Like okay, <laughs> like if you say something, I get to say something back. Yeah. Like that's that's how you know banter works. Right. But people will get they'll they'll fuck fucking rail you in your biggest insecurities and then get fucking pissed off when you say something back yeah absolutely because you're uh, inherently you're supposed to just take abuse in the military that didn't make any fucking sense to me no take a fucking lean <laughs> it's like a big fat dick exactly <laughs> enjoy your freedom some of these that's some right <laughs> and so if uh, if we have any closing thoughts um and uh, do you have anything that you want to speak to uh gosh i mean we can go back to uh what it's like being in a military town because I just moved here a few months ago. So yeah. with the ratio being like five hundred thousand to one, um, I don't know. Don't be a misogynist. Like don't Ooh. be. Yeah. Like be a normal fucking person. But uh, yeah. We were awesome for five. I mean, it's, I'm like triggered now. Like <laughs> stuff. <laughs> All right. So for everybody tuning in, we'd like to uh, to thank you and hope you have um, happy holidays, merry yeah. fucking Christmas for me. All the holidays. That's right. Yeah, we want to appreciate everybody who's been giving us support. All the um, you know the the great emails that we've got, all the yeah. bad emails that we've got. A lot of those. Yeah, we you know we're starting to go up in uh, in more listeners and views and stuff, and so we feel a responsibility to um to be good stewards of uh, information in the military community yeah absolutely like yeah we're gonna talk shit and we're gonna fucking you know our ep is gonna tell false stories and all that exactly but other than that monster cock around (laughs) (laughs) yeah but other than that you know like we we want to hear what you guys have to say we want to hear what you guys have to think what you want to talk about what you want us to cover and you know because we're here for you and at the end of the day if you guys aren't listening then we have no one to talk to and we just sit here talk to each other. Yeah. Yeah, it gets boring after a while. Uh, no, our conversations are hilarious. They are funny, you're right. I was trying to be coy, but it's funny. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you kind of have to, like, to, to be in the military, you have to be, like, super fucking arrogant, but also humble at the same time. That's a really good point, actually. Yeah, because, yeah, like, when you're in the situation in the moment where it calls for you to be, like, confident, you have to be super confident. Yeah. Because people, exactly, you know, it'd be like, all right, well, you start taking contact from that building, whoever the closest person in, you're the fucking point man, mm-hmm. you know? Like, be confident, you know? <laughs> Kick that door dynamically. <laughs> But be humble about yeah, it. But, but once you get in there, be humble and realize humble, that you yeah. get shot full of holes and get your whole squad killed, you know? <laughs> One misstep could get everyone you care about dead. That's right. So it is interesting uh, having to, um, to to partner those two things together. Yeah. The the duality of having to be you know confident and the kind of person you need to hold back, not push forward, but then also have the restraint to understand that you're not infallible yeah. and that you're not bulletproof. Very much so, yeah. Yeah. So that being said, I'd like to thank our guests. Thank you. Thank you very much. And we'll see you next time.